Good vibes, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on our ESPN Esports Valorant Show. Arda, Emily, Jacob, Tyler with you for the next hour or so. We are going to break down all things T1 Tournament Ignition. The Valorant Showdown is happening. We're going to have a little bit of a surprise for you. The last half of the show, we're going to do a little bit of a draft. We're going to each select four teams from the tournament, and we're going to give you all the rules and breakdown on exactly how we're going to do that. But first, we got some news to get to. Uh, the first thing I want to mention, however... And thank you for watching us, by the way, on all platforms, whether you're listening to us in podcast form or watching us on all of our platforms. Thank you very much. Uh, we will be hosting the official Valorant uh, T1 Cross Nerd Street Gamers Valorant Showdown pre-show. It's going to be at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. It's going to lead into the T1 tournament. You will see it here on our ESPN Esports Twitch channel. So we are the official pre-show for the big tournament happening this weekend. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later on with our snake draft. But first, patch notes. Jacob, Viper, finally, buffed, usable, amazing. Viper is here. What an entrance. Finally. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, uh, I wouldn't say she's like God tier, but this certainly makes her more useful, especially with what's, uh, the change to her wall. Uh, it's kind of the big thing for me because like, I hated it when I was playing with a Viper on my team. Like it was so annoying. Like it's, it's, just creates the ability, like, gives me inability of vision, and it gives me very little advantage, right? Like, it's not like, like, the way the wall works previously, like, I would rather it just straight up, like, I'd rather for me, like, it just straight up use a cypher cage instead, because it kind of achieved the same thing. Um, but with that change, I like it a lot better now. Uh, I think that it being able to go through walls as far as it can provides some utility, depending on where you put it. Um, there are certain parts of the map where you could kind of bug slash glitch it. If you remember on split, there's that one side towards, uh, I believe it's a site, a site. Um, if you are playing attack side, um, you were able to drop it and it, and it would do that, but it was a, it was a bug. Now that it is intentional and that it can do that on multiple parts of the map, that seems like it's a, a big addition because now it actually just can block off vision from, uh, other teams, which is what it should be doing, not blocking off vision from your own team. Any major takeaways from the uh, the patch notes? I know there were some corners that were changed, some angles yeah. that were changed. Uh, yeah, they, they tried to fix the deep corner issue where I feel a lot of people, I think it was one of the main uh, drawbacks from a lot of the streamers about how it felt every time like you would go into an unchecked section, a garage, a corridor, it felt like you had to play a guessing game of they're either camping in this corner or they're camping in this corner. And... It was kind of by design, right? Because they wanted you to use your abilities. They wanted you to, you know, throw a nade, throw a shock dart, use wow. your abilities, you know, use those kind of, uh, your abilities to clear one of those corners. So then you have a hundred percent of, you know, going in and having a straight up duel if you play it correctly. But now they want more of those abilities to be used in the open field. They wanted to make it less stressful, less, you know, a, a coin flip, a lot less, you know, aggravating for attacking teams going into those corridors, hookah, for example, stuff like that. So I think it's a fine change. Uh, I like the Viper changes. I hope we see more Viper. She's a fun character to watch. I think she's a very slow-paced strategic character, so I think... As the strategy in the game goes up alongside teams, so will Viper's play and her success. Uh, the only other thing is the surrender option, which is, I like it, it's good. Yeah. Give it a surrender option after 8, I'm sure uh, people will be using that. Uh, you get 
you get XP and you get it goes from whatever score you surrender on to thirteen to however many scores the surrendering team has. So oh no, good patch. Uh, I wish they had changed ranked a little bit more. I wish there was a leaderboard. That would have been a big boon for me. Yeah. I would have been if they had a leaderboard on launch for ranked. I would say this is a perfect a perfect patch. But uh, hopefully that's coming. They're saying it's coming. If it comes relatively soon in the next month or two, I'll be very happy. But right now, it I really do feel like rank needs a leaderboard system. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that uh, it's super important. Um, I think and we'll keep people, uh, like, the biggest thing is keeping people on yeah. the Valorant matchmaking platform and not them <laughs> finding something somewhere else to queue. So, using custom games. Yeah. I want a leaderboard and an API scrape for stats. The API scrape is is going to be very very welcome. That's, I feel like sure. so many yeah so many of us are just sitting here okay, being GG. like please please give us an API scrape. I, I also think that if you look at the Twitch like numbers right now they're great like they're over 100k because players actually have an incentive to rank they're on stream people want to watch you know Hiko and you know congratulations to T1 Food who became the first Radiant player after playing I think like 19 hours straight first Radiant player in the world uh, we'll be talking about <laughs> with food later Hiko, I mean, by the way that that reaction yeah, with Hiko. was hilarious by the way so yeah. Food and Hiko are playing Food pops off at getting Radiant and Hiko's like why did I get Radiant <laughs> like he's just like the opposite it was like yeah. a yin and yang moment yeah. it was hilarious so yeah, like it's I, I think if like, if you look at the viewership, like people like watching these pro players have an incentive to go towards. They want to see them go to the ranked. But then you know what's going to happen is what happened in the beta, where you know all the top players are going to get radiant, and they're going to most more than likely take more time scrimmaging, uh, doing customs and all that because there's no leaderboard system. If you have a leaderboard system, you know tens. Uh, food, uh, Brax, uh, Wardell, Sabrozo, these players are going to have an incentive to be playing ranked, to be streaming ranked, and to have a competition going on with them in, within each other. Because I think Ten said it the best on his stream is that when he sees a progression and he knows he's progressing towards something, he's going to put his full force into it. And I think that's a lot of streamers where when there's yeah. a, a uh, excitement to it, then they're going to be doing it. So please give us a leaderboard system. Yeah, you just get to see who, where yeah. you stack up against yeah. other pros. Yeah, and it helps the viewership. Like, it helps it definitely because, oh, like, totally. Val, like, like if if Twitch, like, if like, I know that Riot wants this to be a popular game on Twitch, it's a very popular game right now. Hundred over hundred thousand is amazing. And if you keep those incentives going for these players to be streaming your game and doing these, you know, rank challenges, then you should do it. Because if not, you're going to see a lot of players get really bored of ranked after a few weeks because they've hit radiant. Like it's that's where that's the top you can get, and then it's kind of boring for them. So please give us leaderboards; it's very important. Hopefully, in the next patch, that remains to be seen. But we'll cover it here on the show. We're here every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Let's talk about the roster updates. In fact, most recently, we just got two major organizations giving us major roster updates within the last couple of hours. Let's start with Phase Clan. Phase Clan have appointed Jason R. as their captain. They are the He is the first public signing or announcement from FaZe Clan. He mentions in the tweet that he is the team captain for this team. Also officially announced by FaZe Clan is Corey. This is one we've been waiting for. Corey is a much sought-after free agent. Of course, he left Overwatch League to pursue a Valorant career, and now FaZe Clan, we have now learned, will be his home. The interesting part comes this weekend 
in the T1 tournament because Jason R is actually sitting this one out. Even though he is the team captain, he's sitting this tournament out, and Corey will be joined by Zachary, Marved, Psalm, and Depth. Now, we don't know if those other four, other than Corey, are officially signed to Face Clan. There has been no official announcement. What we do know is they will be playing, Tyler, under the Phase Clan banner, at least for this T1 tournament. What else do we know? Okay, so a little bit of unraveling. So Corey, I believe, like I don't want to say this for sure, I believe he was their first signing because what was happening, we've, I've talked about this before, that Corey had a lot of suitors, uh, Immortals, Cloud9, there was various suitors for Corey, uh, and he was trialing of teams, and then I was told that a big organization about a month ago kind of came in, dropped a huge bag, and then Corey kind of just became moot and just those kind of trials and those... You know, negotiations just stopped, and the other teams kind of realized that this big org, which became FaZe, uh, they knew, I knew it was a tier one org, I, I was, it was rumored to be FaZe, I wasn't 100% sure, but FaZe dropped the bag, uh, signed Corey, kind of as their centerpiece player, and then they kind of were gonna build from there. And I don't believe that this was going to, like, they didn't want to make it, obviously, they didn't want to make an announcement of their team, because, you know, they were still building, they were looking for the right players, they probably picked up Jason R, uh, recently, semi-recently to kind of make him the team captain and probably build out the team alongside Corey. But then came the T1 Ignition Tournament, where this is the first major term in Valorant. Uh, there's going to be a lot of eyes on it. Uh, they got an invite because uh, they knew that FaZe was like in the mix for having a Valorant team, and they were given a choice of, like, A, we can either sit this out and kind of have Corey and Jason R kind of continue building their team out and you know, signing from there and taking it slow for the next tournament, or they could put together a roster to be competitive in the T1 ignition, get the FaZe Clan you know, tag out there, get Corey his highlight moments, and then see if some of the players that they trial in this tournament are worth picking up in the long run. And I think that that's what they did. And We'll talk about how 100 Thieves did their kind of action of competing in this tournament in a little bit. But so FaZe kind of committed to this... Corey playing with players he's been scrimming with, playing alongside with uh, Zachary, Marv. Marv and Corey played in the Twitch Rivals event together. So it's it's a Corey roster. Corey is signed. I believe the other four are uh, tr- either trialing or they're being tested out, you know, trial by phase. Uh, I know some of the other players are in talks with other orgs who also want them. So it's not 100%. Even if this team does well, they're going to go to phase because other teams like some of these players as well. They're all very talented. So... I'm very excited to see this roster perform, and I do think that some of these players are going to end up on phase long-term, but this is not going to be the set phase roster, because Jason R is obviously going to be on the roster alongside Corey. So that's well, the I thing, a, is that like, the Jason just, R will be joining the roster at some point, just not this weekend. Yeah, he's the captain. So, Sorry, Jacob, go ahead. I just want to give a golf golf clap to Jason R, by the way. Uh, I, I met Jason R a while ago when he was, a at the time, fair, on fairly mediocre teams in Counter-Strike, uh, fair, mediocre Counter-Strike teams in in, uh, uh, in North America, like Threes Up and Dogman and Splice. And to see, he had like a very brief stint where he's a stand-in on Optic. Um, and people were like, what is, where's this guy been? Like, he was actually really good for them for, like, three months, two and a half months, three months as a part of Optics Counter-Strike team, and then he, like, decided to go a streamer, somehow became, like, through hard work and, and lots and lots of time, has become one of the most popular streamers of Counter-Strike, 
in general on Twitch and like now has transitioned successfully to Valorant for a team. So like golf clap from like being pretty irrelevant on mediocre Counter Strike teams to like having a really good stint on Optic to doing becoming a giant streamer and now this like good for him. I thought I thought a golf Actually, clap was slower. Like I thought it was like it's supposed a, to be like this, and you're supposed to not be able to. Oh, really is that hear what it. it is? Oh, I thought yeah. it was. A, oh, okay. I was. I've been doing it wrong all this whole time, Emily. No. Um, I was. I was just gonna say I really like this from Phase actually because I think it. I think in a tournament like this, we're all really excited for it because it's the first like you know really really serious event where we're gonna see a lot of these players. But I also think it's so, this is, again, is still so new that I really like the idea that, you know, they're still taking this seriously. They're using a lot of, like, talent that they're already looking at. They're trying to figure out their lineup, and they're using this event as a chance to to test out some of those players. I actually really like this look from FaZe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I just like the way that they're, they're going about it just for this one event, being like, okay, Corey, you know, you've been practicing with these people. Let's see how well you do. Let's see if we want to look at any of them. Let's keep our options open because as Tyler said, other teams are also looking at a lot of these players. So um, I don't know. I just, I really like this, like, I don't know if I call it strategy, but I like this look from FaZe going into this event. And honestly, and you're absolutely right. What, imagine what the esports landscape is going to look like when Riot officially announced their, uh, what they want to do in a year or two from now. We're not going to remember even, or many people will f- completely forget that maybe Psalm played for FaZe for a weekend and then joined yeah. another org or something. You know it's what gonna I mean? Be, it's like, going to be, it's, it's going to be just like Overwatch was. Yeah, like this yeah. is this is early days, right? This is the first major tournament since the launch of the game, really, for all intents and purposes. We've had some tournaments around the world, and we're going to talk about some of them. We've had some streamer-involved tournaments as well that we also will talk about. But really, I mean, we're going to see this a lot. We're going to see teams tweak. We're going to see some changes. And I welcome that. I enjoy that. Let, yeah, let's, I like it. Let's transition into 100 Thieves. Now, here's how I will do that. Jason R. was on stream today. Uh, I have to say, like, I asked a couple questions in chat because I wanted some more information there. And he wasn't really forthcoming with a lot of information. Like, he didn't necessarily, like, when Corey got announced, he wasn't necessarily ready for it. And, like, he didn't say, he just basically said, I'm not playing this weekend. Like, he didn't really give context or anything. What he did spend a lot of time on, though, was Hiko's reaction to his teammates being signed. And one thing he said that he laughed at that a chat a member of his chat brought up was, quote, they gave Hiko a boat, then went budget on the lineup. Oh. I think that, I, mean, I want to talk a little bit. I mean, we, I think. Hold, hold, that thought, hold that thought, Tyler. Hold that thought. So whether you agree with that or not, this is what happened with 100 Thieves. Hiko was the first signing. He's the team mm-hmm. captain. Now the rest of the team has been completely announced, and all of them come from PUBG. It's going to be mm. Valiate, Venerated, mm. your boy Dre, and Pride. Pride. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Three Vegas. Them, yeah, Vegas is left on Team High Grounds <laughs> to fend for himself. Uh, other than Pride, those three individuals played in our ESPN Esports mm. Valorant Invitational. All four of them played on Team High Grounds. All of them mm. also former PUBG pros. So... That quote is a very, very tough, I would say, because these players actually are very good at this game. My mm-hmm. question, however, and uh, maybe Tyler, you start with this one as well. 
will this team function well as a unit? I don't know. I mean, it's really hard to tell, right? I mean, I know they've been scrimming. Like, Kiko has been scrimming with these guys. This isn't, like, a thing of, like, hey, Kiko, here's your four new teammates. You're going to play in the tournament this weekend. They have been scrimming together from what I know. Like, this wasn't a surprise. I mean, Arda, I know, I think you've known this as well, is that, like, this was the rumored roster to us, at least, for the last few days to a week. Uh, I think it's a good lineup. I think... The PUBG guys, from what I know from talking to people in the scrim culture of North, I know scrims aren't ever, but in a, in a world where there's never been a major term in Valorant, scrims are actually important because we have no other data to go off of. This is our first data point is this T1 tournament. So all we really do have is scrims and Twitch rivals, and I'd rather take scrims over the results of Twitch rivals. And from what I know is Team Highgrounds, this PUBG team is doing, did really well in scrims. Like they're very impressive. People are impressed by them. Venerated especially is a player that people have been looking out for. I've talked to a lot of players and asked them, like, straight up, like, I'm not going to put this, you know, I'm not going to name names, but, like, who are, like, the real true top guys? No BS. Who are they? And Venerated, Corey, these are the names that came up a lot. So Venerated is a player to watch out for. He was probably one of the better players that any orc could pick up that was, you know, unsigned. He was on Envy, so he must have transferred over to 100 Thieves. But... The talent, there's talent on this team. Like, from a pure talent standpoint, this team isn't, you know, inferior to many of the other teams. Like, you know, TSM and T1 and those teams are going to have more chemistry off the bat, but this team definitely does have a lot of talent. You know, your boy Dre has to have had some awesome pop-off games. Uh, Venerator is consistent as hell. And I know Hiko, I know Hiko wanted to build this team. I know Hiko wanted this team. He wanted to build this team. He wanted to build it out. I know he's probably sad that he wasn't able to build the team he wanted. I'm sure in a best world, he would have loved to have Corey. Like, he, you know, in an interview with me, he talked lowly about how great Corey is and how awesome of a player is. I'm sure he would have loved to got Corey, but he's left with this team. They're very good. Uh, they're not Counter-Strike pros, and I'm sure a lot of people look at them and it's like, oh, why didn't you sign the CSGO guys? Like, why didn't you get Freakazoid? Why didn't you get these guys who are on the table? But I... I'm excited to see these guys. I think outside of possibly the Days core, which, you know, we could maybe talk about, you know, in a later date, like the Days core that's kind of building, you know, the I power, the former I by power player, he's building his own kind of uh, mm-hmm. stack that hopefully could get picked up by an org. Uh, I don't think there was that many, you know, cores that, you know, you really could have picked it up. Like, FaZe picked up a lot of, like, the trial players they're playing with are a lot of the best players in the beta and in the early days of Valorant. But I think Team High Grounds, was one of the best teams in beta, and I really do believe these guys have a potential to uh, be a really good team. Is it the team Hiko wanted? Probably not, but can this team become a champion? I think so. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I can see, like, uh, I hate actually using this phrase now because of the way it's been co-opted by the internet, but uh, I I can see both sides of this. I actually really, I think Venerated is, like, actually insane. Um and I can see why 100T decided to go with this lineup. I can also see why you bring on someone like Hiko, like, yes, yes to somewhat be, like, a star player, but also I think you'd, you'd want to fill in talent. Like, I think he wanted to be a part of what this lineup was, right? And that was kind of, I think, maybe a little bit unspoken from his side he thought that was an agreement between him and the team is like I'm coming along I really want to help build this lineup 
myself uh, by trialing people and and stuff like that. And it would be different if it was phase, if it was like phase where phase is already like, we haven't announced these players. This is just the lineup that we're going with. We're, we're still testing stuff. From my understanding, that's not what 100T are doing. They actually just said, like, this is the lineup, not just for this tournament, but for the foreseeable future right now. So I can see why Hiko would be a little bit sad that he didn't get to have a say in what lineup he wanted to play with, especially if, again, he had that expectation upon coming onto the team. Um, but I don't think it's as bad as maybe, like, people will think. And I also think it's... It's unfortunately setting, I know we were, we were talking a little bit about this off camera going into the show, but it's a little, it'll be a little bit sad if they don't end up doing well, because I feel like it'll be these guys that'll end up getting attacked. Oh, 100%. Right? And, they are 100% that, getting dumped. That's not, yeah, that's not fair either, right? So it already kind of, it's unfortunate that this happens. It kind of puts them in a really awkward position. Um, so hopefully they can perform well this weekend. I, I just want to say real real quickly, there's a history of Hiko being very picky about his teams. One of the things about Liquid, when he was on Liquid, because if you remember before he joined Team Liquid in, in Counter-Strike, he was trying to put together his own thing with Makalele and Skadoodle. Skadoodle ended up taking the Cloud9 offer and then going on to win a world championship somewhere along the way in that, in that uh, thing. But the huge deal... Um, yeah, a huge deal uh, for Hiko was, the, and part of the tension on Liquid was the fact that he didn't get to make as many changes as he wanted. Um, he he vouched, and they brought in Simple, right? And Simple at the time was very young and very immature, and not nearly the same person he is now, but still skill wise, one of the best players in the world. Um, but Nitro and Elite were like, and it always happened, sort of the the staple of Team Liquid's Counter Strike team. Uh, for the longest time as anyone can remember, and their performance mandates that. But um, nonetheless, like part of the reason that things were weird with Liquid is because they, you know, Pico was not the uh, was not GM and player at the same time. In the same way that you can compare him in that way to like LeBron James, right? And and some of the teams he's had in the NBA before. So I. Uh, I think this team will do well. I think the PUBG players that were signed actually are very good. But I am very hesitant because and curious how this will play out given that history of Higo wanting to be the the sort of the uh, pseudo GM in that way. Let's move on to Cloud9. They also made a roster mm. move. They signed Relics, uh, who has been playing with Latenz James, as Tyler calls him. Oh, Latenz uh, James. <laughs> well, Latenz has friends now, uh, or his regular One friend. friends. Yeah, exactly. He just, he just, one officially. He just has one official friend. Yeah, yeah Latenz and Latenz and one official friend. It's Tenz and friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. But yeah. uh, Poach Shinobi and Mitch will be joining uh, C9 again for this weekend. We don't know as of right now. They are not officially part of Cloud Nine, uh, but and whoever wants to take this first jump in, I'll tell uh, you. how how. Confident are we that this will be Cloud9's final form? Eighty percent, I think. I think. I think eighty percent of this lineup could be the real deal. I know they've been trialing uh, a poach along with some few other players. I do not want to name just because I don't want to mess up any of their contract negotiations. But uh, Poach was one of the players that they've been trialing, uh, and the team really likes him. He's a very talented player. I think I was in the alpha uh, with 
during the alpha, which has seemed so long ago, it seems like three years ago when it actually was only, what, three months ago, and Poach was kind of the star player of the alpha. So many people came up to me and were like, oh yeah, this Fortnite kid, this Fortnite dude named Poach is just destroying everyone. And he kind of, you know, being the for- like, uh, full disclosure, like I asked Poach to be in the, the ESPN Invitational to lead the Fortnite team before Som kind of took over and was, you know, uh, the team, the team llama uh, captain. And I asked Poach, and Poach said, I don't want to be known as the Fortnite person. So, like, I respectfully decline great luck with your tournament. And so he's had this tag of being that Fortnite player, right? Like, and it's really hard to, you know, get that Fortnite tag off of you. And he's a really, really good player. And from what I know, like, the guys on C9, especially Tens, likes playing with him. And I do think that he could be that secondary duo person, that reliable uh, uh, secondary carry on the team alongside the Tens James to kind of bring C9 over the top. So I hope Poach, like, has a great tournament this weekend. Even if C9 doesn't, you know, win it all or go to the finals, I hope he does really well. And I hope this team overall does really well. So, because I do think he has potential as a pro in Valorant. I think he'd be a great signing for Cloud9. I know he's on Team Liquid, so that, you know, buyout options and all that stuff. But I do think it's going to be really exciting to watch him play. Uh, but you know, on overall, if, if this is going to be the full-time lineup, I'd probably say 80%. I think one or two players might get switched out. Maybe Poach. I know Shinobi's the in-game laner. He's not had... He has been kind of, kind of the, the person people have been uh, dumping on most that, uh, you know, he's the in-game leader, so he doesn't do the best. He usually plays a Sage. He gets by far the least amount of kills. He has some bad games, but it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see how they play in this tournament because I, I like Shinobi from I've heard he's a really good guy. He's a good shot caller, but we'll see how much importance they have on that role after this weekend. So I would say 80%. I do really I'm, like Poach, though. I'm super happy for Alex, though. Uh, oh, yeah. He's, he's one of, like Jason R., he's one of those players who, like, was on a lot of mediocre teams in Counter-Strike, never really was set up to succeed in the right organization, and now him getting that shot with Cloud9 and with Tins uh, on a Valorant roster makes me really happy. These are the types of players that will transition from other games and be successful, in my opinion, uh, more successful than they were in their previous title, um, given the fact that they were not always on the best, uh, within the best organizations or in the right situation in their in their past. So I'm, I'm you yeah. know, and he's a really nice guy, so uh, clap, clap for Alex. Golf clap, the correct way that Emily just thought <laughs> yeah, yes. like this. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Really, really <laughs> exactly. One. one thing I want to uh, add here, and thank you to the Juke Sidewalker uh, for bringing this to our attention. Uh, Hiko actually posted on Reddit. Uh, there was a clip going around where Hiko explained that he didn't necessarily have a choice in the teammates that were selected ultimately from Team High Ground, all the PUBG characters. Uh, it was also a clip that was played on Jason R's stream. So he actually posted to clarify this. He said, I wanted to clarify what I said on stream earlier. I am excited for this lineup. I'm not the GM of this team, nor did I want to be. And while I didn't handpick this team, I was consulted throughout the process of picking up the rest of the squad, and I'm excited to be playing with these guys. 100 Thieves and I have a great working working relationship, and they did not go back on their word. So it was imp- okay. he felt the need to, to, to he felt it important enough to clarify that on uh, publicly, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's good. I still think that it doesn't, like, unfortunately, since all of this is out and the internet being the internet, I still think that if they don't perform well, I feel really bad for the PUBG guys that did get picked up because I still think they're going to get dunked on a bit. But it's really nice to see Hiko already standing up for his teammates and his org and being like, no, this actually, you know, 
kind of kind of stop it. Uh, yeah. Like that's always really really good to see. Um, so I'm happy he did it. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's just generally a lot of fans that have transitioned from Counter Strike to it, it, partly because some of the best players in Valorant are former Counter Strike guys, but like Counter Strike players who have transitioned into uh, Valorant and being Valorant fans. And if you know anything about CS, you'll know that a lot of these, a lot of those fans are like very hardcore mindset, like like you know, very strong opinions, etc. Like, and yeah, like they like to meme people who play battle royale games more generally, Fortnite, PUBG, etc., Apex, like. So yes, a hundred percent. It's unfortunately a cocktail that like if they don't do well, no one's ever going to blame Hiko. They're going to end up blaming those guys, which kind of sucks. Well, to quote Hiko, I like that. We can move on. Uh, brief. Uh, let's talk about the uh, tournament that we've all been waiting to talk about. Ooh. Emily and Tyler, especially both of you, mm. the G two <laughs> tournament. Vietnam. Oh, oh, yeah. The most competitive oh. thing I've seen in right. such a long time. The Carlos only... making his own final. Oh. You know, um, you know, you know that if Carlos thing... won that tournament, he would have made a title belt. He would have worn yeah. it around yeah. everywhere. Oh yeah, for sure. The only thing I want to bring up, just in in regards to the G two uh, event, Tyler can pop off on the event itself. One thing I want to like say is that there are actually a lot of really good EU tournaments going on right now. They're not being headlined by the likes of, of G2 uh, or other big orgs. So I think people aren't paying as much attention to them. But like the Wave Invitational was really interesting. Uh, Fabrican was actually using a lineup with that was almost sageless for three of the four uh, maps. Um, there's a lot of really interesting things going on in Europe right now. I feel like no one's talking about them except Joe Edwards, who, again, I, I feel like I, I praise him every week. But like you should go follow him on Twitter if you want any EU Valorant content. He's doing a really good analytical content. Um, is that, like, there are a lot of tournaments that aren't getting as much play as as something like the G2 Invitational, where teams are doing really interesting things. And I think this is where you are seeing players uh, come up and, and starting to make a name for themselves or starting to shine in Europe. So more attention should be paid to those events. And that's actually where I heard of Fish one two three before everyone was uh, talking about them when they won their first like major tournament. Yeah, I mean, I don't want I don't want to dunk on the G two tournament too much because a the scene isn't as developed as it is in North America. No offense to your like, there's only G two and G two doesn't even have a full lineup. They have two players. Uh, so really, I mean, you can't have your you know you can't do the T one tournament where you have you know Phase and Hundred Thieves and you have Immortals and Cloud Nine and TSM and Gen G woo Ninja wow like you can't I don't think it's there yet where there's really that amount of like, like wait but who's a bigger draw Carlos or Ninja Ninja Not takes this game seriously right? though like we'll talk about this in a little bit like I know Ninja's easy to meet because it's Ninja but Ninja's grinding I can say Ninja probably practices and plays this game more seriously than probably half of the people in the G2 tournament this week, like, wow. this past weekend, like, and that's no offense, but, like, that's a fair G- assessment, yeah. yeah. Like, no, like, I mean, I, yeah. it's fine, I just think it's funny. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just, it's, Carlos was the top fragging player in the finals <laughs> of his own tournament, where Mixwell, like, dropped a 40 bomb, like, like, it was a great showcase for Mixwell, and Mixwell is definitely reaping the awards of being on G2. Like, he's an amazing player. He deserves all the accolades. He's a really good guy. I just think, like, the G2 tournament is is something we're not going to remember in, like, five months or even three months. Like, 
I don't. Or think even that was, next uh, week. Yeah, next week. <laughs> like, it's, I don't think it was the intention of. I don't think it was the intention of Carlos to be like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna have like the best tournament ever." Like, it was a good, yeah. fun tournament. It was what it was. Uh, I don't even think it wasn't even close to the. It, like, there was two ignition tournaments last weekend. It was G2 wasn't even the best one. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, Karnatsa Mixwell, he played really well. A uh, few players did pop off in the tournament. Uh, I know Taimu. I know Taimu was really grinding this game. The former Overwatch player. I hope he gets a chance on a pro team. Uh, the Fish One Two Three guys. I know that there's more European orgs, and there's hopefully more bigger teams signing soon. So hopefully that kicks off another wave of tournaments, and we can have our first real European uh, ignition tournament, similar to the T1 one, where it's serious, and we can have our own draft yeah. for that. So hopefully yeah. next month or two, we have that, and we can do our own you know, European draft. For right now, Mitchell is really good. G2 is going to do really well. Fish123, someone signed them. Uh... The, the the CIS teams are really good. I actually do think they should be picked up. I want to see Navi and and some of these Counter Strike orgs type picking up these Russian players and these Ukrainian players because they are very impressive. Uh, but yeah, G two tournament, meh. Uh, congrats to Carlos to top frag in the finals, even though you lost and you're yeah, not you're yeah. the Give owner. Him a golf that, that's a, tradition. It, it, yeah, it, that's a true that's a, that's a true mogul move. That's right gonna there. be that's gonna be our next segment, the Val, uh, ESPN Esports <laughs> the Valorant golf clap of the week. Yeah, the golf clap of, yeah, the, the, yeah. The golf yeah. Clap of the week goes yeah. to uh, Carlos, who it's the most uh, Carlos great. move ever, and yeah. he you know he he put himself in a tournament. And right, he made the can, finals and he top rack, right. so good on him. We can move on from Carlos. By the yeah. way, breaking news, he just signed to Cloud9. He's on their <laughs> roster now. Um, I'm kidding, obviously. Uh, let's talk about, very quickly, Tyler, mm-hmm. uh, just talk about the uh, Rage tournament because I, I watched some of it. I didn't watch all of it. I know you watched uh, much more of it. I watched all of it. One thing, yeah, one thing that I took away from it was how... Mm-hmm. Like how impressed I was by how passionate the Japanese players and fans were for oh, yeah. Valorant, mm-hmm. which I thought was yeah. really cool. Like the like the viewership topped out on the only Japanese only streams from knowing English commentary topped out like thirty five thousand, thirty nine thousand, which is huge for a Japanese event. Like Japan really isn't a market we really talk about on Twitch. Like I know there's Apex streamers who are quite popular. Stylish Noob is probably the most popular Japanese streamer and he gets 5 to 10k on average. Like he's very popular. But when it comes to Japanese esports, we talk about the LGL sometimes. We talk about, you know, the Japanese fighting game scene of Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. But the Japan like Japan's really really into Valorant. And I think all of us coming into Valorant, we're kind of looking at South Korea and China as like, oh, these are going to be the two major regions coming from Asia. Like, these two, like, South Korea is going to be, a, like a, that's going to be the big region. Like, that's something that the West has to watch out for. And so far, like, like I'm, I know it's a lot due to the Vanguard and how the Vanguard is kind of the, the anti-cheat has made it so you can't really play Valorant in PC bombs, and it's kind of stifled the growth. Yeah. Also, the, there's a stigma of it. Uh, Overwatch has kind of, like, uh, uh, sullied a lot of the fans' uh, opinions of Valorant, or they're not even going to give Valorant a chance because they, they're too scared off of Overwatch because Overwatch has wronged them. But uh, South, where South Korea has kind of been very mild and kind of, like, still waiting to see if it's going to pop off, Japan's all in on Valorant. Like, like, and I think the biggest reason is because of the team who crushed the uh, Rage Invitational was <laughs> Jupiter. Uh, they're greatly marketed. Like, if you just look at, like, from their graphics to, like, they're, like, out where all these other Valorant teams don't have photos of their players yet because of the pandemic, like, the, the Jupiter team already has done photo shoots. They're in, like, their, like, starter jackets. Like, they're doing, like, poses and looking really cool. 
and their marketing team is awesome. And like, it really reminds me of like the early days of Overwatch in Korea, where Lunatic High kind of made that game really jump in terms of esports because that team was so popular and so good, and they had such you know prominent personalities. Where kind of Overwatch became popular because of Lunatic High, where Jupiter, which is the former best Counter Strike team in Japan, absolute. So those guys are a full team with their coach Junior switch from being the best Japanese uh, Counter Strike team, which is, as Jacob could probably tell you, very irrelevant to to Valorant <laughs> because they would get more opportunities. <laughs> maybe the game would become more popular. It's a much more you know anime like style. The, the 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 graphics and everything is much more attuned to the Japanese fan than Counter Strike is, and the game is very popular in Japan. There's a lot of people who really like it. The Jupiter team is doing really well, they're marketing themselves well, they're doing a lot of YouTube and streaming, and they're popular. So I'm really excited to see the Super team more as the seasons go on, because Japan really likes the game, they have the Super team, who's very likable, they're very good, and they have a lot of personality. So you have a really good team in Jupiter who knows how to market them, you have a lot of interesting, good players with personality, and you have a team that's hungry for this game. So all three, I'm really excited for the future of Japan, because... I know China hasn't got the game yet, and I'm sure China will be a player when they finally get it, whenever that is. And I'm sure South Korea, if they fix the Vanguard issue, will also be a big team, especially if Genji and T1 investing in the scene. But like, don't don't forget about Japan. Japan's coming. It's going to be there. They're coming. Like this is a real scene we have to take you know note of. And Jupiter is a team that will pop off in the soon, very in the future. What's coming next is our T1 Tournament Snake Draft. That's how we're going to conclude the show here. So instead of giving you a preview of the T1 Tournament this weekend, because we will be doing that tomorrow, we actually have the official T1 slash Nerd Street Gamers Valorant Showdown pre-show tomorrow, Friday so at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. That is a very long name. Don't say that so, five times. Such twice. a long title. The T1 Tournament. That's the T1, what we're calling T1 it. T1 Ignition. T1 yes. Ignition. Yeah. Thank you to Nerd Street Gamers. Appreciate yeah. it. But, but very uh, long. Uh, but it's okay. too long to say your name. The T1 Ignition Snake Draft. Yes, yeah, so we're doing a snake draft. What we're going to do is all of us, by the end of the snake draft, mm-hmm. we will have four teams each in the tournament. Most map wins in total across mm-hmm. the four teams by the end of the tournament wins. There is no Twitter poll. Tyler oh. is not picking Faker oh. and no Daigo and no Magnus. Nothing. <laughs> we are sticking to teams in this tournament. Magnus won me that Twitter poll. I'm sorry. <laughs> but can we do, we should still put a Twitter poll of who the fans think have the best collection of teams, shouldn't we? Just for just for no. fun. It's gonna no. be the team that has Team Ninja. We already know this. Of course, yeah. it's gonna be the Team Ninja well, team. All right. Anyway, who may, do, so, who may do the worst in their groups? But yeah. Yeah, that doesn't matter for the Twitter poll, of course. (laughs) Anyhow, so what we're going to do is it's going to be a snake draft format. So uh, if you have seen previous drafts that we've done, basically the selections go 1, 2, 3, 4. The next round goes 4, 3, 2, 1. The next round goes 1, 2, 3, 4. So the order that we have randomly predetermined, and I promise you it was completely (laughs) random. You can take it up with our esteemed producer, Daniel J. Collette, and ask him on Twitter that this was completely random and not rigged in any way, shape, or form. There were no bribes accepted. Uh, the second overall pick will be Tyler. The third overall pick will be Jacob. The fourth overall pick will be Emily. And somehow, I don't know uh, how, the first overall uh, pick. Oh, yeah. Will be oh, congrats, Julie. congrats, Arda. Congrats. You got the worst position, my friend. Congrats. How fun with, is that? With the first overall pick in the draft, I'm picking the hosts, T1. Uh, they really? Are, oh, they so are the really? Really? Yeah, this is 
surprised you decided not to int this one. This one. I don't, don't, don't speak too soon. Don't yeah, speak don't, too soon. He's I don't. I don't got know, I'm not saying that's inting. I don't know if I would pick T1 first. No, I think that they're the team to beat in NA. I think that they've mm. shown enough. I think that they've had a lot of tournament experience as a team right now, and I think that there are a lot of other top teams in this mm. tournament that are experimenting right now. Yes, you have a lot of quality teams. Gen G, Immortals, TSM. Cloud9, 100 Thieves and FaZe Clan, Sentinels. There's so many teams to choose from here. And don't get me started on the qualified teams. We're going to talk about them all. But when it all, when it's all said and done, how do you... If T1 wasn't selected first or second in this snake draft, I think mm. that would be embarrassing for us as a whole just because of who's on this team and how they have performed. So I'm very confident and happy in this pick. And I knew as soon as I got this first overall, T1 was going to be my choice. Okay. Good, good pick. I think I think they're definitely top three. I mean, I would not be surprised at all if they just ran through the tournament. I don't think they are like a clear cut number one, especially since uh, I believe they've they've been in far less tournaments than some of these other you know uh, org teams. Uh, I want to see how their shot calling does. I know AZK has kind of taken on the role as the team shot caller. If they can do well this weekend, I know they're going to have a lot of stiff competition, but I do like T1, and then player to watch out for me is Brax. I think Brax is one of the top three players in the NA right now, alongside Wardell and Tens. Oh, and so, don't forget that radiant level player, Food. Oh yeah, yeah, Food. Food is definitely <laughs> Food is definitely like like I know Brax is like I would say Brax is the main carry of the team, but Food is definitely that secondary carry, and he is excellent. And I know I do think he's going to get a lot more pub now, just because he is that first radiant player, very similar to how you know. Ten's got a lot of shine for being the first Valorant player. Food is never, like, Food should just, you know, brand that to himself forever. He's the first Valorant player in the world. So, congrats to Food, and they are a very tough team. So, T1's definitely a contender. Your selection is, Tyler, with the second pick. Oh, this is easy. TSM. Give me TSM. Mm -hmm. Give me the team. Give me the team that's won almost every single term they've been in. Uh, I've said this a lot. I think a lot of these teams are looking for an identity, and TSM exactly knows who they are and what they want to do. Uh, they're the three-headed monster of Wardell, your favorite player, Arda. I can't believe you you went against your favorite player, your man, <laughs> Wardell. How could hey, you? you? This is a team game. This is not an individual. He is my favorite individual player, 100%. This is a team game, Tyler. And, that, and, and as a team, TSM has been winning every single tournament yeah, they they've been placing in. This team is a three-headed monster in terms of attack with Wardell, Sabrosa, and Drone. Drone, the best Phoenix player in the world. Uh. Quote me on that. He is an amazing Phoenix player. Maybe he only plays Phoenix. He's only played Phoenix almost in every single tournament game. But he is the best Phoenix, and he makes it work. And they're just this team how, knows our... how good did Sabrosa look the last tournament to that final? Oh, he, was, he was incredible. He was popping off. He's, again, he's mostly a brimstone player, but he these guys know their role. They're not going to be you know switching off and playing crazy compositions. Maybe they will. Maybe they've been just you know lulling us into a false sense of security, and we're going to see them play crazy stuff after you know the recent patch. But this team knows who they are, and I think the thing is Cutler and Hayes are often overlooked because they're the old guys on the team. They're both over thirty, and they are kind of those utility players. But the thing that people don't understand is that even as, like, the fourth and fifth carries or, like, the, 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 the 
you know, positional players on the team, they're still better than most aces on other teams. I cannot count how many times Cutler has, you know, been 1v3 and he's clutched it out. So when your fourth and fifth players can beat ace players on other teams in gun duels, your team is right at the top. So TSM is my pick. I'm very confident in them. I would say they're the favorites just from the from how they've played throughout. We've seen them far more than T1. And in the tournament where they lost to T1 in the Twitch Rivals, they had Myth on the team instead of their shot caller, Hayes. So I think that's a big difference going to this tournament. So I'm very happy with TSM at number two. Jacob, you're on the clock. Uh, I am going to pick 100 Thieves. Maybe this is a little spicy, and I'm, I'm hedging that some bets spicy. over... That's not uh, what I was expecting. Yeah. I'm, I'm hedging some bets over Cloud9 and Immortals. Um... Both who I think are really good, but I have a lot of faith in the uh, high ground team. Maybe I'm buying into the scrim hype a little bit too much here, but uh, over the high ground team plus eco. So, yeah, uh, I'm 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 cool with this. Uh, I think it's a good use. So, you know, I figured I was not going to be able one or uh, TSM. So, got to make do with what I got. I mean, this team wow. could surprise, right? I mean, Hiko no, is they're, captain they're clutch, right? No, Hiko I mean, is captain think- clutch. The thing that I'm like most curious about, and this is this also goes for Phase Clan as well. It's not that these teams aren't good, but like we've seen from Sentinels, right? Like when a team is kind of just put together, even if they have really talented players, sometimes they they struggle right off the bat. And I know like Sentinels haven't been seen in a really long time, it feels. And also Sinatra was swapping to a new agent um, that same day, so that also affected their performance, but. Um, those are the risks in picking up 100 T in phase. So I'm surprised you went with them. I just, no, I just, to, to that point though, I feel like differently than Sentinels, like four of these guys have played together for a significant yeah, amount of fair. time now throughout the entire period of the beta, right? So like, and, and we saw them play before. They actually, even though their placement was not good in our own tournament, like they actually did well. Like they were competitive every single match, even though they played seventh, eighth. So like, I have some faith in them getting more Valorant practice under their belt and then combining them with Hiko, who uh, is good in his own right. Emily, you're on the clock. Uh, I'm going to go with C9. This mm. shouldn't be. This should not be a yeah. surprise, I think, of the teams that are left. Tens of friends. Um, Ooh, yeah, tens and one friend. One official friend and, and three points. <laughs> and three unofficial <laughs> friends. Tens and friend <laughs> and associates. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is self-explanatory as to why I'm picking C9. I think they've proven that, you know, they've done really well in the tournaments that they've been in, um, recently finishing second to, what, TSM in the First Light uh, event. So, yeah, I I think uh, this team is really good. Um, And I, I mean, they've been, they've been kind of, testing this lineup for a while. I think they have a similar, a somewhat similar attitude to phase going in uh, like with their, with their roster and that they've been trialing this roster for a while. They've been getting along really well. They've let tens kind of help choose who he wants to play with. And then they're going to be making signing, like signings will trickle in as they go. Um, So yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a lineup that's played together. I I expect them to do pretty well in, in this event, regardless. So my pick is C9. Solid um, choice. Solid choice. Well, guess what, Emily? You get to pick again. Round two. I know. Uh, this was tough. I'm actually going 
I mean, I think somewhat against my better judgment after just talking to, uh, to, to Jacob about this, but I'm going to take a chance and go with Sentinels. Um, I know what we have the, a, this draft uh, is weird. This is uh, a weird draft. I, a weird... I was hoping Sentinels would be alive. I, that was yeah. going to be my pick. Good pick. Good See, pick. I feel like oh, it's, so a, it's, mad, a risk, it's a risk for the reasons that I said, right? Because when we think of Sentinels, we do think of them coming out and, and signing Sinatra and making a huge splash and then not doing very well in their past two events, right? But we haven't seen them in competition since mid-May, right? Like a month from so, now. Yeah. So, like, I think this is – and, again, it's a risk. They could not do well, especially against teams like IMT and, and Gen G or the other two teams I'm looking at here mostly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if there is a time to take a risk on betting on Sentinels, it's now. They've had a lot more time to come together, presumably, and, pre- and scrim together. I'm not as in tune with the scrim rumors as you guys. So oh, you I do. I have inside knowledge on like, Sentinels. And be like, they've been super poop in scrims oh. and you're an idiot but, okay, um, but so feel free to call me that but like i think can I just if there's say one thing for there? them to do well oh. it's now can i just say one thing there uh, on the scrim topic chad is saying that sentinels have been doing very well in scrim let, let, let me point? say that let me let me i have a little bit of tea or a little bit of tea because i knew we were gonna do this draft because i thought of this idea so i was i was pre-gaming <laughs> the pre-game i was i was pre-gaming before we even did this draft and i was asking around some of the pros some of the scrim rumors, and I was like, you know, what team, because I know that, you know, there's the TSMs and the T1s, and they're going to go first, but who are the other teams? And I asked about, you know, oh, so he goes scrimming with the, the, the high ground guys. Oh, that seems interesting. Oh, Corrine Faze. Oh. And I asked about Sentinels, and from, 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 I've been told, when, this is from, like, pretty much verbatim, is Sentinels, when they started, were very bad. Very, very bad. From a pro, said they were very, very bad. Then they disappeared, and they stopped going to tournaments, and now they're much, much better. And they look a yeah. lot better, and they look very good. I don't... I, they, I, I feel I don't, validated, despite the they, fact they that I look, do not know They that. look more impressive. They actually look like a real the, team now, from what I've been told. So, so that... And, and honestly, Emily, the reason... Exactly what you said, and what Tyler just confirmed about the scrims, but also they have something to prove. They have yeah. so much firepower yeah, on that a, team. They have a lot to prove. They did not prove. Sinatra needs a pop-off. Sinatra needs a tournament, right? Because I think yes. Sinatra came in with so much hype. Like, we broke the story mm-hmm. of, like, him going. And, and it was like, he was going to be the face of this game. People were like, yeah, oh, man, cool. Sinatra, he's going to pop off. He's going to get, you know, the 10K viewer average on Twitch. He's going to be the face of this game. No, it's been Hiko. It's been Brax. It's been Tens. It's been Wardell. And Sinatra's kind of been in the background. Like, he still gets good viewership on a stream. He's still very popular. But he hasn't had that tournament or that moment yet where he's kind of taken the step forward and been like, I'm a Valorant pro. I'm one of the best in the nation. I'm one of the best in NA. So, for him, this is a big tournament. I hope he can show off. And from what I know, they've been doing well in scrim. So, Sentinels, I still I still think there's a team here that I would have picked way before all these other teams. But Sentinels isn't a bad pick. I think they have a potential to go far. Did, so just, did they begin with an F? 
an end of a E's. Oh no, we'll say clan. They start with Jacob Jacob gets the next pick, so I'm not saying who I want. Jacob, before we before we go to Jacob's pick, uh just to reiterate the rules of the draft, we're going in a snake draft format. By the end of it, all sixteen teams in the tournament will be picked four each by all of us. And the most map victories across the entire weekend from all four of our teams is declared the winner of the draft at the end of the weekend. So that's how we're picking these Caveat is also that in the grand finals, the winner bracket winner gets a free win in the finals, and that also counts as a win in the map. So that Mm -hmm. number, that that free win in the finals for the winning bracket team counts as a point. So just to make that clear. Jacob, floor is yours. Y'all are going to eviscerate me for this. I know you're picking them. I know you're picking them. No, no. You're going to eviscerate me for who I pick, actually, uh, because it's probably not who you would think. I'm actually going to... Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if this team's jungler is better or worse than Piosic, but uh, none, nonetheless, I'm going to be picking Immortals. Uh, no! actually, I, I actually, I actually think I, if I'm going to play it safe, Immortals or Jinji are both relatively safe. Um, they're both very good, but I think Immortals is better than Jinji, and I actually think Immortals Whoa. will, depending depending on what happens with uh, who they get set in with groups, I actually could see them winning their group. Depends on who else is in that group. But Immortals is not a bad team, by any means. No, they're not a bad team. They're very, uh, again, from my unnamed sources, from, you know, me pre-gaming for this tournament, talk about scrim results and how... So my my game, my my scouting report from talking to pros on Immortals is they're very talented, they're very puggy, they are very aggressive, they play very, sometimes uncoordinated. And you can see that in their play. Like, they're a very coin-flippy team sometimes, where... They're kind of their carry player a lot of times. Their star player playing on the arena and other roles is a 16-year-old Asuna. And Asuna has had some pop-off moments, and he's also had some bad games. So this team is very coin-flippy and puggy, and maybe they've fixed some of those issues as they've grown together. But I think they're very a feast or famine team. So Immortals, for me, is very exciting to watch, and I'm very happy to watch them play. They've only really lost to TSM in official tournaments, so they're definitely talented. But I don't know if I would have taken them over some of the other teams on the board. Uh, I'm up now, right? No, I'm up. I am not. Oh, that's right. I was first. That's right. Tyler, floor is yours. Pardon me. How, how the hell did Gen G drop to seventh? This is embarrassing. I thought Gen G was a top three team. This is embarrassing that Gen G somehow slid into the end. Like, how is Gen G here for me? Give me Gen G. They've been excellent the entire beta. They've only lost a few maps entirely in an official competition. They're an amazing team, and when we talk about identity and cohesion, almost no other team, maybe besides TSM, has much cohesion and, and kind of chemistry as this Gen G roster does. They are excellent. This team is so, so, so good. I can't believe you let them drop to 7th. This is embarrassing. They are they already won the first T1 tournament by beating Team Brax with a legion and everything. This is, this is a joke that they're 7th. Please give me, uh, give me Gen G. This is... I'm getting first round like material in the second round. This is this is I'm gonna I'm laughing to the bank. Give it TSM and Gen G, that is hilarious. I cannot wait to post these results on Twitter and all the Gen G guys to flame you because this is a travesty that they were this late. Thank you for the win. I'm gonna take Gen G. Congratulations to me. Can I just say that I had no bearing in no, Gen that's G true. being this that's late. true. Art is true. I am Artist absolved. Is, My yeah. walls are clean of the Gen G debacle of 2020. How did Gen G fall? 
So far, I, I, I explained my Sentinels risk pick. Well, I feel like I, I have, like it. Yeah, I'm basically betting on the fact that they have enough coordination that I think their players are more individually talented. Because I I actually agree with what Tyler said. Is that I I think like if you're looking at like more recent tournament results and performance. Gen G has the top like coordination of any team that's that's not like TSM. And Gen G isn't a sexy pick. I will agree with that because there's when we talk about most teams, they have that star player, right? They have that ace player. When you look at T1, they have Brax, and then they have a list of other players. You know, tens and friends. It's literally tens. It's C910. He is the guy. We call him the ten James for a reason. Wardell and TSM, Sinatra and Shazam for Sentinels, Immortals. I mean, I think Kohler or Asuna would be the star players. That pick is still kind of surprising over Gen G. Uh, Gen G. I mean, I think Player One is very respected. I think yeah. everyone respects Player One. He's an he's a really talented kind of brimstone player. He's really really good. Uh, GMD Gamald or how uh, Hiko calls him Gamald is uh, an excellent player as well. He's a great personality, and I think. If I I would say there's three aces in NA right now. There's Brax, there's Tens, and there's Wardell. Those are the three, the big three. I think I think GMG is a little below them. I think this could be a tournament where he really shows up and kind of puts his name up there with you know some of the other big talent, the big three in NA when it comes to care. Well, so while we were on the show, by the way, groups did get announced. Uh, oh, group, group, oh. Group, uh, group A is Phase Cloud Nine. Te- together we are terrific in prospects. Group That's B really is. Fun. Group B is TSM, Immortals, uh, CLT, Phoenix, and Spot Up, which actually mm-hmm. I'm glad I took Immortals now because that's a pretty solid group. Yeah, I'm okay. happy with TSM. Uh, um, group C is T1, 100 Thieves, Team Ninja, and Code 7. Sorry, Ninja, you're going to get good. Team Ninja uh, um, is going to get wrecked. Uh, uh, actually, Group D, which Jin, this makes Jinji a good pick, Group D is Sentinels, Jinji, Echo 8, and Mixup. Okay. Oh! I actually okay. think mix-up are so, pretty good for the, the qualifier teams, but I'm still confident in Genji. Okay, so my next pick is obviously going to be FaZe, because they're yes. basically the last team that uh, <laughs> is, 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 has like that fi- level of firepower. Yeah, yeah, not exactly. a qualifier team. So, they have star players. Okay. So, so FaZe is, FaZe is my next pick. We already talked about them. Corey's a god. He's awesome. I really think uh, the only concern I have here and, and probably the reason why phase was so low of the invited teams was because of the uncertainty in the roster yeah, and how they're yeah. trying things out. But there's still enough here to get out of groups at least. So I'm confident that phase will give me a lot of map points here. Now we're talking about looking at this group stage here as I pull it up here and now looking know, now at where there's diamonds in the that. rough. Okay. Because. I'm not picking Team Ninja with my next pick. Oh, come on, wow. You're turning your back on your Yeah. As much as Tyler would love for me to pick Team Ninja here. You should. Go so, for gr- it. Group A, uh, let's see. We have FaZe and Cloud9 are pretty strong candidates to get out of that. Yeah, to you. Okay. Uh, group B. Oh, Group B is, nah, see, that's tough. That's also tough. Group D, Gen G, and Sentinels. Group D is where you should pick from. <laughs> wow. Those are like, Gen G and Sentinels feel, Sentinels feel up, so uh, coin flippy. Mixup almost beat Cloud9 in the first, not, was it the first light tournament? I believe so, yeah. Mixup almost beat C9. Tens had to drop like a 38 bomb to beat them, so Mixup has been pretty good lately. Okay, let's see here. Mixup, hey. Mm. 
Or you could go with Together We Are Terrific because their name, I like the is name. awesome. Yeah, I was going to say the name sounds hilarious. Uh, okay, so out of Group D, yeah, if Sentinel, Sentinels are a hit and miss, and Gen G is probably a lock to get out of that group. Sentinels are hit and miss, but they could be so motivated, especially in groups there, though. That I'm just going to talk this out for a minute here. <laughs> This um, is tough though. Like the top yeah, eight is I'm like not, I'm not I'm not picking yeah, so now yeah, I'm picking who I think easy. will get the All most maps. Are not... Team Ninja, man. You just go back to Team Ninja when it all says go back to Ninja. Morg uh, is a really good like, Team Ninja is not a meme. They're a good team. They've been practicing a lot, showing yeah, really okay. now Morg is really good. Morg won two hundred fifty thousand dollars in Fortnite. I, I like I like Greg. Oh wow! Echo too. Echo Eight went on a uh, heck of a losers bracket run in the second qualifier, mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. beat Spot Up oh. two to one. And what were the map scores? Oh, okay. I'm gonna pick Echo Eight. Echo Eight is my the, the pick. Crossfire I, Boys. I like picking... I like yeah I like their I like their qualifier path. Uh, mm-hmm. They showed that they could face adversity and make it on a big losers bracket run. And also the group that they're in is group d so gen g sentinels and mix up i think echo 8 might have a chance there to at least pick up some maps there and keep it close so that's my pick oh thank god you screwed up arda thank god i'm so (laughs) happy you i am taking together we are terrific and running because not only do they have a great name they're actually by far the best amateur team in this entire group they've been destroying people in qualifiers. They've blown out prospects. They've blown out Coach Evan. They've beaten TSM in an official tournament. Like, this team is really good. FNS is an excellent player. Like, FNS and the entire group of these five guys have been playing together nonstop in qualifier tournaments, and they've been popping off. They've only been losing to the very top teams. They've been losing games to the TSMs and the Genjis and the Immortals, but they've been taking games off them, and they've taken, and they've, beaten they've like eliminated tsm from a tournament like they're that good so give me together together we are terrific this team if like if scouts are looking at any team this is the team you're looking at because not only do they have players like fns and um um caboose and other players that could just be picked up like uh individually if you're gonna like invest in one amateur team to be like a five stack besides maybe daze's group this is the team you build around like thank god he gave me this team together we are terrific I do think that you're, there's a definite chance they could get it out out of the group over 100 thieves. There's a definite chance they could beat 100 thieves. So give me them; they're really good. I'm happy with my pick. Very Wait, they're, not, they're, they're, in, they're not in the same group as 100 thieves. They're in the same group as Phase and C9. Oh, then they can they can beat Phase too. Like I know they they can. Yeah, I'm not I'm not scared. They're a good team. All right. Jacob, well, go ahead. that means I'm on the clock, and I uh, I'm taking the Arda train of thought, but the other team I'm actually going to take mix up. Um, I think that uh, they they've shown that they're definitely competitive in the qualifiers. Um, I was impressed by their qualifier run, and I like I, like Arda said, and I'm picking Echo Eight. I feel like Group D is the coin flip, right? Like I think that Sentinels could either be really good or really bad. Um, I feel like Gen G is like. They're they're solid, but I I also still am not a huge believer quite yet. So I'm cool with picking an amateur team as my third pick uh, out of this group. All right, so you got hundred thieves, immortals, and mix up. Emily, back to back picks. What are the groups again? Because I can't see Twitter so, doesn't work for me whenever I'll, I'll I read, am I'll streaming. Re- yeah, I'll read them out for you. So Group A has Phase and Cloud Nine. Together we are terrific, uh-huh. and the unpicked team is Prospects. Okay. Uh, with uh, 
Joe Shirts Vice. Josh Art. Yeah, I, Josh I can Art. see. I can yeah. see the. Oh, yeah, I can see, see the. Okay, the sorry. Rosters. Group B. I have so the page group, B, group B is TSM Immortals, uh, uh, Charlotte, Phoenix. Charlotte Phoenix, and Spot Up. Mm, so Charlotte Phoenix and okay. Spot Up are still available. Group C is T100 Thieves, Team Ninja, Team Ninja. Let's go. And Code Seven. Group D. The only team available. Actually, there's no teams available. There's no teams D, but available. Yeah. Sentinels, Gen G, Mix Up, and Echo Eight. Uh, I'll go spot up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Spot and up. And code seven. Boom. Code oh. seven. Spot up and code seven. So you picked a team from Group B. Mm-hmm. How many teams do you have? Does that make you have two teams in Group B now? No, you don't. No. That's another thing to consider is it how many teams you have per mm. group. Yeah, because only two you're can get putting out. Yourself, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, then you're putting yourself into a precarious position if you have too many uh, teams in those groups. I'm actually going to work that out while uh, you guys talk out the picks, or we can go back to uh, Jacob. Jake? I like. I mean, I think they're good picks. Like, I think like I, outside of together we are terrific. I think a lot of these teams are pretty close together. I think together we are terrific should be kind of. They're not. They're not. You know, T one or TSM or Gen G. They're not like established, but they're very very good. And I think uh, the likes of like uh, Mume and FNS, especially FNS, who just looking at the stats is absolutely tearing through some of these qualifier teams. I think they're in their little special place, and then a lot of the other qualifier teams are close together. But Spot Up did well in, in the games I saw mm-hmm. during the, the T1 showdown, so the qualifier run. So, And Echo's, Echo 8 and Code 7 are just very confusing to me, and I mix them up all the time. Although the only difference that I know how to like differentiate them is that Echo 8 is former Crossfire pros, uh, the famous uh, Chinese knockoff of Counter-Strike. So uh, they went from Crossfire to Valorant, so congratulations to them. So I uh, I'm gonna take a little bit of risk and bet on bet on some old Counter Strike love here. Um, I am going to uh, pick Charlotte Charlotte Phoenix. Um, I uh, if you know anything about me, I've been a big uh, fan of anger for a long time um, in CS. Uh, again, just one of those players that like always had. St- sort of the it factor in him, but was on really bad orgs, like Denial Esports, uh, as anybody who's been around yeah. the space for long long enough would remember. And, and, and Winter Fox, uh, also on that list of just like, uh, um, but, you know, nonetheless, like, Anger, Anger's a good player. I think that he will, uh, I've been watching him play some Valorant also. Actually kind of sad to see him and Lex not be on the same team. Here, um, Lex is on Team Ninja instead, um, because they have history together. But nonetheless, yeah, I will pick Charlotte Phoenix. Uh, I actually think that that group also, uh, and I know I have Immortals, but I do think that that group could be, uh, a little, uh, coin flippy too, in terms of they could take, take some map. Shots has done as well as well. Shot, Shots made the semifinals of Twitch Rivals over Flom's team, so he's been mm-hmm. grinding the game hard. Uh, and at this point, like, it's really... You're, these, yeah. you're, you're hoping you get a map win, right? Like, you're hoping yeah, that they can are... beat... You want them to beat the other, you know, amateur team in their group. If they can do that, then that's a big win for you. Yep. Okay, so, Tyler. So pick. final two picks. It's Prospects or Team Ninja. Who am I going to pick? Gee. You fools have left me Team Ninja. Give me Team Ninja all day, every day. Give me Ninja. They've been grinding the game. They've been practicing. I've been watching them. 
They're they're either high diamond or immortals. It's, it's okay. It mm-hmm. I it's 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 a very tough group. I kind of want to spread all my teams from the other groups. I do think they're going to be overmatched against the better teams. Like I don't see them taking a lot of games off of T1 or 100 Thieves. Maybe if 100 Thieves uh, slips up, they could take a game or you know get close into a game against them. Uh, Code Seven should be favored over them, but I don't think they're as a meme as some people are making them out to be. I know the whole, like, oh, ninjas in the tournament, so they're just, like, you know, that team for the Twitch streamers, yay! But I want, like, Brago and Lex and Morg and Sony, like, these guys have been grinding as long with Ninja, so I want them to at least, you know, get a few games. If they can get a... If they can beat Code 7, I'll be very happy with my pick. So, I'll take Team Ninja. I can't believe I didn't get Team Ninja with the last pick. No! You don't. Well, I got prospects, which means that I have two teams in Group A, a team in Group C, and a team in Group D. Jacob, you and I are the only two with uh, multiple teams in one group. You have two teams in Group B, Immortals and Charlotte Phoenix. So let's recap every single uh, team that has been selected here. My team is T1, Phase Clan, uh, Echo 8, and prospects. Uh, congratulations to me. I have the winning team. Tyler's team's going to implode. Uh, and I can't wait to flame him on Twitter. It's going to uh, be awesome. I, 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 I smurfed this draft. I, I got <laughs> TSM, the winningest team in North America. I got Gen G, the second winningest team in North America, who somehow went seventh. I got the by far the best amateur team in team. Together we are terrific. And I got Ninja. So I win. I, I, that's all I mean. And I got Ninja. Like, I honestly think yeah. there's a world where three of my teams get in out of groups. Like I do think together we are terrific. Have a, and I'm not saying they like they are favorites to get out of the group. Phase and Cloud Nine should both be favored over them. But there is a definite chance they upset one of those two teams to get out. Especially when Phase and when neither of those teams are like confirmed teams. They're both trial teams. So together we are terrific. I've been practicing more than those two teams have together. So. Don't don't sleep on them. And then Team Ninja, I it's a fun pick. Go go Team Ninja. Well, you do win the Twitter vote with Team Ninja on your yeah. uh, fantasy yeah. draft. So there you go. Uh, Jacob, Hundred Thieves, Immortals, Mix Up, and Charlotte Phoenix. Yeah, big big fan of uh, the way this worked out for me. I know I'm taking a little bit of risk on Hundred Thieves and Immortals, but I actually do believe in both of them a lot. Um, yeah. Please don't let me down. Venerated and Co. Uh, PUBG for for life. <laughs> um, and. Uh, yeah, pull, pull through for me because I'm taking that risk, uh, hoping that their uh, long-term practice and, and the scrim reverse high ground aren't BS. So, uh, yeah, the, this is what I hope. Last but not least, Emily has C9 Sentinels, Spot Up, and Code 7. Yeah, I feel like the, again, I already explained the risk I'm, like, taking in picking Sentinels over a team like Gen G or Immortals. Um, but that is... I feel like it's it's definitely one of those things where you're taking a risk to either get like a really big reward or uh, or not. So I definitely think that my picks are going to really heavily depend on how well Sentinels do this tournament in terms of like whether I win this or not. Uh, we shall see. Well, how it's down, gonna, guys. Yep, how it's going <laughs> to shake down is uh, whichever uh, team of four accumulates the most map victories. Over the weekend, the T1 tournament wins, and we'll have bragging rights next Thursday on our ESPN Esports Valorant show 
Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern every single week. But don't forget, on Friday, before the beginning of the T1 tournament, we have the official pre-show here, twitch.tv slash ESPN Esports. It will begin at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. We will take a half hour. The four of us will get you set for all the action this weekend. It's going to be great. Our first major tournament since the global launch of the game is finally here, and it's going to be very, very exciting. Thanks for watching us wherever you watched us on Twitch, on the ESPN app, on YouTube, and on Twitter, or if you're listening to us via podcast. Thanks a lot. Good vibes. We'll catch you tomorrow.